Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of On My Mind. I'm Shelley Griffith, and today I've been thinking, and actually in the last week, about President's Day, which has just occurred, and looking at some of the history of this and how it came to be. It turns out that initially Abraham Lincoln, back in 1862, issued a proclamation to honor George Washington's birthday and wanted it to be a national holiday. It did not become a national holiday by law until about 1879. And as most of you know, President's Day now is the third Monday of February, and it honors all presidents, not just Washington. I also didn't realize that George Washington's birthday was originally February 11th, 1731, on the Julian calendar, but when they changed to the Gregorian calendar, it actually got adjusted to February 22nd, 1732. Very interesting. Years ago, we found a wonderful booklet in Williamsburg, Virginia, that I still have and have referred to many times, and I'd love to share some of this with you folks. And the title of it is George Washington's Rules of Civility and Decent Behavior in Company and Conversation. The title is almost as long as the entire pamphlet. Washington wrote about 110 of these statements prior to his 16th birthday. And to lead in, I'd like to define civility for you. It is considered courtesy politeness, a polite act or expression, or just the act of being civil. And civil, as most of us know, is avoidance of rude behavior. These 110 statements, as I say, are quite interesting. I'm just going to share a few with you today and see if any of these mean anything to you, resonate with you, or maybe you will pass them on. Very, very interesting to me, and I tried to pick roughly about 30 of these that that were very important to my way of thinking. So let's begin. First one, every action done in company ought to be with some sign of respect to those that are present. And in this era, folks, we're seeing more and more and more disrespect when we are in company of others. When in company, Put not your hands to any part of your body not usually discovered. That is a real interesting one. Another one, if you cough, sneeze, sigh, or yawn, do it not loud but privately. And speak not in your yawning, but put your handkerchief or hand before your face and turn aside. Sleep not when others speak. Sit not when others stand. Speak not when you should hold your peace. How many times have we heard that? And how many times do we hear folks speaking when they should have held their peace? Shift not yourself in the sight of others, nor gnaw your nails. I can't tell you how many times through my life I've seen so many people chew their nails in public. Do not be do, B-E-D-W. No man's face with your spittle by approaching too near him when you speak. I'm sure you as well as I 
there are many occasions where people get right in our space and our face and it just sprays all over us. Keep your nails clean and short. Also your hands and teeth clean without showing any great concern for them. The gestures of the body must be suited to the discourse you are upon. How many times do we talk to somebody, we watch them roll their eyes, they put their arms crossed, you know, they're angry with something. Very interesting. Do not laugh too loud or too much at any public spectacle. Let your discourse with men of business be short and comprehensive. That's a tough one. I love to talk, and I can guarantee you I tell too many stories, and when I'm in a business meeting, I'm sure people are very frustrated with me. In visiting the sick, do not presently play the physician if you be not knowing therein. How many times have I, in my long medical career, seen other people giving medical advice? That's okay as long as it makes sense and is totally legitimate. Undertake not to teach your equal in the art himself professes. It savors of arrogancy. And also, how many times have you folks and I witnessed people telling us how to do our jobs and they have no clue? Do not express joy before one who is sick or in pain, for that contrary passion will aggravate his misery. When a man does all he can, though it succeeds not, well, blame not him that did it. Use no reproachable language against anyone, neither curse nor revile. Oh my goodness. Every time we turn the television on, every time we go to a movie, they just feel they have to add curse words. Unbelievable. Be not hasty to believe flying reports in the disparagement of others. Basically meaning, do not believe gossip. In your apparel, be modest and endeavor to accommodate nature rather than to procure admiration. Keep to the fashion of your equals, such as are civil and orderly with respect to times and places. Associate yourself with men of good quality if you esteem your own reputation, for it is better to be alone than in bad company. Be not forward, but friendly and courteous, the first to salute, hear, and answer, and be not pensive when it's a time to converse. If you're asked to speak about something, give an opinion, you can do so. Detract not from others, Neither be excessive in commanding. How often do we see folks that jump in, tell you what's going on, what's on their mind, without ever allowing others in the group to speak? This one is very, very important. Think before you speak. Speak not imperfectly, nor bring out your words too hastily, but orderly and distinctly. Be not apt to relate news if you know the truth thereof. Once again, don't be a gossip. Don't share anything you're not supposed to share. This one is excellent as well. Be not curious to know the affairs of others. Neither approach those that speak in private. I can confess that I have been guilty many times of just stepping up 
the two people that I know well, and instead of just saying hey or maybe giving them a wave, I just feel I need to stand there and butt in sometimes. I know that's not the way to do it, and little by little, as I get older, I'm learning to give people their time and their space and their privacy. Be not tedious discourse. Make not digressions, nor repeat often the same manner of discourse. Don't tell the same thing over and over again. All of us, I think, have trouble remembering who did we tell a particular story to, question, or whatever. It doesn't really have anything to do with memory changes and loss necessarily. It's just that we may be talking to so many people during the course of the day that we just forget that we've already said that. Speak not evil of the absent, for it is unjust. That goes without saying. Absolute. Being set at a meal, scratch not, neither spit nor cough nor blow your nose, except there's a necessity for it. That's similar to what we had just said, but it just emphasizes that if we can prevent this, while we're sitting down to a meal, especially with others, don't do it. Get up and leave. This one is really interesting. Actually, I have seen this occur, and I was appalled. Cleanse not your teeth with the tablecloth, napkin, fork, or knife. But others do it. Let it be done with a pick tooth. Not a toothpick, a pick tooth. Oh my goodness, if you ever have seen it, it is totally amazing. Totally, totally disgusting. In company of your betters, B-E-T-T-E-R-S, be not longer in eating than they are. And especially, lay not your arm, but only your hand upon the table. How many of us have listened to our parents or our spouses or someone else say, get your elbow off the table? Sometimes it's just more comfortable to do that, but it is not proper math. If others talk at the table, be attentive, but talk not with meat in your mouth or anything in your mouth, always. We are told, we tell our children, grandchildren, don't talk with your mouth full. It happens, it will always happen, and may never change. And then last, labor to keep alive in your breast that little spark of celestial fire called confidence. How many times? Have we tried to make somebody confident about things that they do, give them courage when they are doing various things? And I thoroughly enjoy trying to do that, no matter what somebody's going through. And I have enjoyed having people do that for me. Well, I hope you've enjoyed some of these things. And if you wish to purchase the book, uh, it's obviously on Amazon and other places. That's George Washington's Rules of Civility and Decent Behavior in Company and Conversation. So until next time, folks, Mary Montague, English aristocrat and writer, tells us civility costs nothing and buys everything. Henry James, famous American British author, states three things in life are important. The first is to be kind. The second is to be kind. And the third is to be kind. So true. Thanks a lot for listening. And I hope 
each and every one of you have a safe and healthy day, and I'll see you further on up the road.